And I'd like to welcome everyone. Oh, it's so exciting. Our first in-person convention in two years and our first hybrid. I'm Julie Brannon. I'm president of the Washington Council of the Blind this year. And so glad that you're here. Oh, thank you all for coming. I just want to give you some stats. It's not in my notes, but I can do it anyway. Currently, WCB has 405 certified members. And I may be off a few, but we had 216 in-person attendees and 38 virtual attendees. I want to welcome those on Zoom who are attending with us virtually. Yay, Zoom! And we want to welcome ACB Media Radio, media number nine, who is with us around the country. Just welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad everyone is here. Now I'm going to call on Del Roberts, who is president of the United Blind of Seattle, and Bob Cavanaugh, president of Clark County Council of the Blind, for presentations of the colors. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. And next, I'd like to call upon Melissa Hudson to come give us our invocation. Good morning, WCB. All right. And welcome to those on Zoom and those that are listening around the world on ACB Media 9. We're grateful to have you here and so blessed to have you here. And I particularly want to thank my good friend and United Blind of Seattle member, Mr. Quincy L. Daniels, for asking me to do this just a couple of weeks ago. Would you bow with me in a word of prayer to our Lord? Father God, we come before you on this wonderful, beautiful day, thanking you for this convention and thank you for all the volunteers, hotel staff, and those that have made it possible for us to be here. Lord, we thank you for the strength and the health to be here. And we pray that that continues throughout the weekend. Lord, bless this convention. Bless those that will be presenting, that will be volunteering, that will be giving up their time. And we thank you again for allowing us to be here. All these blessings and favors we ask in the precious and mighty name of Jesus Christ and everyone that's in agreement with that prayer, please say amen. Thank you. All right. I'm feeling energized already. How about you guys? We have a very special guest here. And I have to say, I want to thank Steve Fixtel for helping me connect with the city of SeaTac officials. But we have Mohammed Egal here, who is, he can let you know his title and is here to welcome us to the city of SeaTac. Mohammed? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, dear members of Washington Council, of the blind. Thank you for inviting me and the city as a city representative for brief welcome remarks to the beautiful city of SeaTac. Um, again, welcome to city of SeaTac. City where everywhere, everywhere is possible, which means that you can get 15 minutes from now to downtown Tacoma, 15 minutes in Bellevue, 15 minutes in Seattle, which means that we are in the center of Beauchit Sound and Western Washington. So welcome to that beautiful, again, city. We strive to keep our city clean, safe, thriving, and healthy global community that welcomes all people to live, learn, work, and play. Half a mile here, uh, there is a high school called Tai High School. Over 80 different languages are spoken in Tai High School. That shows you that how much we are diverse in this community, and we take pride of that. I would like to share, share a little bit about SITA uh, community. We became a city in 1990, in short, 32 years ago. We have celebrated our 30 years anniversary on February 29, 2020. That same day, the governor, Washington state governor, signed the first COVID-19 proclamation. The world, as we now knew, quickly changed. You have a speaker on your program today presenting you breaking through the storm. We are happy to report that we weathered the storm and we are looking forward for the future. 
11 miles square mile uh, and have population of 29,000. Seattle Tacoma International Airport owned and operate port of Seattle is located within our city. We have the Beauty Sound region's largest concentration of hotels and motels, with exception of downtown Seattle. SeaTag is the home of over 5,500 guest rooms and 1,000 visitors a year. We have two light rail stations connecting SeaTag to Seattle, and we are very proud to be a portal of the Beauty Sound region. Light rail has, has enhanced our community to connect larger and beauty town communities. During your stay, stay, we hope you will have opportunity to experience our many fine restaurants and visit Angeleg, Palrich Bar, North Seatag Bar, and our community center, beautiful uh, Highland Seatag uh, Botanical Garden. We are confident that you will enjoy your time in SeaTac and will find the people that live, work here to be very friendly and welcome. So if somebody wave you, please wave back. That we mean it really. Thank you very much for having you. Very privileged to have you come today. Thank you, sir, very much. Next, we're gonna hear from our host chapter presidents and they're gonna welcome us to the convention. And that will be Daryl Roberts, United Blind of Seattle and Bob Cavanaugh, Clark County, Council of the Blind. That's a tongue twister. All right. All right. Hello everyone. My name is Daryl Roberts, uh, president of United Blind of Seattle. And I'm Bob Cavanaugh, president of Clark County Council of the Blind. And together we are Wild Stallions. I thought that would work better with the guitar thing, but um, I couldn't find it. Uh, so anyway, welcome, everybody. Um, I have to tell you that I was a little concerned. You will not hear me say the C word here today. Um, I was a little concerned about what kind of turnout we would have. But look at this room, all right? Give yourself a hand. It is a, uh, it's so far it's been, it's been good. I, I really, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoyed for the most part, seeing all the, your faces again. A special uh, shout out to Cindy. I really miss your intelligence, your heart. And I really miss that laugh, okay? Uh, yay! And again, welcome. Um, I want you to know that, uh, as host chapters, we are here to service your every need. So if there's anything you need, anything at all, I want you to see uh, Bob, Bob Kavanaugh. <laughs> Thank you, Daryl. <laughs> Thank you, Daryl. Oh, uh, uh, yes, it is good to be here. Um, we've had, yeah, we've had a heck of a last couple of years, but we're here together. We are together at last, and it's good to be here, and we're going to have a good convention this weekend, and yeah, we're going to learn a lot and have a lot of fun. I, uh, personal chapter host privilege, uh, it's only take a second, next month is my last term as president of United Blind of Seattle. Uh, way too long, uh, but I wanted to um, I wanted to give a shout out to my membership and to tell them how um, uh, honored I am that they've um, allowed me to serve. I'm a different person than I was when I first walked through that door, and most of it's good. Most of it's good. I I really am um, honored that um, you allowed me to do this. Uh, I have one bit of advice for whoever the next president of the chapter will be, and that is. God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Time for my president's report. Looking over since last year's convention, as always, WCB has been very active, busy, and present. We are a going organization. And when I was thinking about last year, I thought there's so much things, many things that go on behind the scenes that it's hard for the general membership often to know what's going on. We have 18 committees 
And I've always said our committee work drives our organization, just hugely so. We have 16 local chapters, and like I said, 405 members, so we are thriving. The officers and board members this year, again, were put to the test, kind of like last year when I was out of it for a while with COVID. The test this year was, <laughs> I went dancing across the living room to let Mozart out the door and I was running in the wrong shoes, fell over his toy and landed on my left shoulder. As all of you know, I, or many of you know, I don't know all of you do, I shattered and broke, had three acute breaks in my shoulder. And two and a half weeks later, I had total shoulder reverse replacement surgery. So that meant, I'm sure the board was saying again, poor Andy, Sherry, and everybody else are going, oh no, I think they're ready to disband me as president. <laughs> little, little did they know I did all that on purpose to get out of some work. So anyway, <laughs> I want to thank the officers and boards for stepping up to the plate in a thousand ways. Thank you so much. And I would like to announce right now, in case some of you might not know who our officers and board members are, first vice president, if I forget someone, they can tell me, first vice president, Andy Arvidson, second vice president, Sherry Richardson, treasurer, Lisa George, secretary, Alco Canfield, past president, Denise Colley in Texas, she moved away from us, don't know why. Um, and then for board members right now, we have Heather Mears, Reg George, Frank Cuda, Nathan Brannon, Kim Moberg, and Linda Wilder. Let's give them a hand. This organization would not function without them. You know, we have a big push for our member data gathering to give to ACB. And again, this year, Lisa George picked up that task. She was able to get all of the membership data into ACB in a timely manner for their program. A huge thanks to Lisa and Chapters who assisted in this process. Yay, that's not an easy job. Oh my gosh. I mean, that many members, can you imagine getting all up-to-date data? And this year, and I think she did last year too, we kind of designated certain members and chapters to help her with getting that information. So we'll be calling, she'll be calling on you. Little did she know she's going to do it again. Sorry, Lisa. She'll be calling on you <laughs> in the early year to get that information from chapters. So important that that information is up-to-date when she gets it. Committee development is one of my major jobs in the beginning of the year, but I broke my shoulder just at the right time. Could not do that. And I want to thank um, Lisa and Andy for stepping in and helping with that job. Again, like I said, we have 18 committees and it's just a huge amount of work done through those committees. And we'll be talking to people, calling people, emailing. You guys, we have 405 members uh, only probably a small amount are involved in committees. That's not okay. If you have not been on a committee before, you must at least try one of them. Like I tell people, we almost have a committee for your infected big toe. I mean, there's an interest for everyone. So um, if you wanna know what committees we have, it's on our webpage on the committee site there. And in our bylaws, you'll see what the committee functions are. If you think I might want to join a committee, but I don't know what they do, it's in our bylaw number one, and that's on the webpage also. So please remember that our activity is done through our committees. Most committees meet monthly, not all, but most meet monthly. Tons of work is done through that. It's like I mentioned last night, you can find camaraderie in this organization when you're working on a joint venture that you have a passion for. A lot of people have said to me, I don't feel connected to WCB. Well, I've said to them, how many committees are you on? No, I'm not on any. Okay. End of conversation. So that's what you really, you really need to do, you guys, is get on the committee. And we had a big give big function again this year, and it's been completed. Lisa spearheaded that with her committees. Yay. And it's an unprecedented opportunity for WCB participating chapters to also make some money. Due to the generosity of Rodman and Williams Foundations, they gave us matching funds were available dollar for dollar, over $50. And by midnight of May 4th, total donations were just shy. Are you ready? $17,000. Yeah. Wow. And 13 of our 16 chapters participated and benefited. They got, you know, the 50-50 benefit from Give Big, and we'll be doing that, I'm quite sure, this year. It's a wonderful fundraiser. That fundraising committee is going great guns. And don't forget, there's a raffle. I'm going to call uh, Lisa up, chair of that committee, to talk about that today. We were involved, a lot of us, in the ACB Legislative Slash Leadership Conference. It was held March 11th through the 15th, 2022, and that included the President's Meeting, 
which is very informational and legislative meetings. Representatives and senators were contacted and commendation goes to the Government Affairs Committee um, chaired by Sherry and Judy and many others for the experience of being able to do this and do it virtually. What we found was number one, more people via ACB media and virtually could hear the president's meeting. You didn't have to be a president. And you learned so much at that meeting. And also it worked very well contacting our senators and representatives virtually and other people, many people in WCB who had never been able to do it because it used to be done in person and it was fairly pricey to send people to DC to do it. People enjoyed it and said they never would have dipped their toe in that water if the virtual experience hadn't been possible. That's very exciting. We have a new appointment. And like I mentioned last night, the pre-convention board meeting, our big three, we have representatives for each of them. Um, one of them is Washington State School for the Blind. The other is Washington Talking Book and Braille Library. And the other is Washington State Department of Services for the Blind. Reg represents us to Watauble, the library. I represent us to Department of Services for the Blind as SRC chair. And then we have um, a new appointment for the school, Jolene Ferguson. She deserves a huge WC appreciation. Yay. Yes. For her years of service as the appointed member, and she served from WCB for the school board. Her first round was January 1999 through June of 2001. And then she was again reappointed to serve as WCB's representative from March 2015 to present. As president, I am tasked with appointing a new member when another one steps down. So Jolene was stepping down. She said, I've been here long enough. I put my time in, rightfully so. So I appointed Kim Moberg, a board member, to that role. Thank you, Kim, for taking that on. We expect great things. And I sent the big three reports for our pre-convention board meeting to the board. I'll be sending it out to WCB so all of you can see that. I do hope most of you are on the WCB list. Um, there isn't as much traffic on that list. People tell me I don't want to be on it. There's too much traffic. Well, just hit the delete button. It's easy. And there isn't as much traffic as we have an excellent moderator in, in Rick who is taking care of a lot of that problem. So thanks, Rick. He's a good moderator. Yay, Rick. Yes. I sent out the fourth quarter pre-convention board meeting committee reports. Most committees responded and gave a report. In fact, most do every quarter. Appreciate it so much. Sent it out both to the board and to the WCB list. So I hope you were able to see that. It's just phenomenal what committees are doing. I want to give a shout out to the Newsline Committee because they started something new last year, and it's the podcast. Have you guys heard the WCB Newsline Unleashed podcast? I hope so. Yay. <laughs> um, they're phenomenal, and they've done six since our last convention. The last one is on prescription, accessible prescription labeling. Listen to those podcasts, you guys. It's such a variety. It's just phenomenal. You learn all about Frank and learn about Reggie's, um, I want to say sky, what's it called? Not skydiving. Ziplining. I knew it was something like that that I wouldn't do. Anyway, <laughs> excellent, excellent. So thank you. WCB Newsline Committee for thinking outside the box and getting very modern with those podcasts. We have two ongoing special affiliates. We're very proud of them. And one is WCB Diabetics, chaired by Danette Dixon. They meet monthly. Yay, WCBD. And anyone who is diabetic or flirting with it, such as me, I need to be on that call, um, need to join them. They have informational calls. They talk about new products. They talk about how accessible certain products are. It's a wonderful chance to get connected with others. We also had, have guide dog users of Washington State, currently chaired by First Vice President Andy Arvidson. And they hold special events. Um, you guys have a lunch tomorrow, don't you, Andy? Yes. Yes. Is that a meeting also? A business meeting? No. We did our business meeting last Monday night. Oh, I didn't know that. Good deal. All right. It'll just be fun and lunch, right? Yes. Yay. Thanks, Andy. Okay. We have two special affiliates in progress. This just thrills me to death. And one is being um, orchestrated by the membership committee with Linda Wilder as chair. They've been working for about one or one and a half years, actually a lot, on developing a members at large special affiliate group. Very exciting. We've wanted that for a long time. They did a survey initially to talk to members at large to see how many of them felt connected, if they'd like to be more connected, et cetera. 
That committee has worked diligently on developing this. We know now that before we start a chapter or a special affiliate, you need at least 12 committed people. The bylaws say 10 to start something, but we say 12 because sometimes people fizzle away. So anyway, that's what they've been working on diligently. And it's so exciting. Another new, a long-awaited special affiliate venture for WCB is on the horizon. As you know, many of year, many years, all of us have been talking about what are we going to do? We're aging out. We're all, I mean, we've lost some key members to death. We've lost some key members to moving. And what are we going to do if we don't have leadership coming up and taking the reins? We contacted one of our Yakima, now Vancouver members, and he wants to be called Tim. I'll change my ways. I've been calling him TJ Breitenfeld. He agreed to spearhead this new affiliate. At this point, we're calling it Young Adults. Yay! We are so excited. And we've assigned some board members in the background until things get rolling to work with him. Uh, Danette Dixon is working with us due to her leadership training. And then we have Andy Arvidsson, Sherry Richardson, and myself are working with him on getting this going. We've already identified, you know, a lot of us think we don't have that many young people. So we've reached out to all the president of chapters we had. Oh, I wish I'd checked the number. Oops. I know it was over 20 people in chapters between the ages of 18 and 40. And that's the age group that we're targeting. So, oh, it's just wait to hear from that group, you guys. It's going to be sailing. So hopefully by the time convention rolls around next year, we can talk to you about these two new affiliates being added. So we'll have four special interest affiliates. I'd like to talk about a couple new outreach ventures. Now, Andy Arvidsson chairs the outreach committee. This summer, though, longtime member Haley Agers realized how important and therapeutic cooking was for her family and her life, and also how therapeutic it would be for WCB members. She's a phenomenal cook herself, loves it, loves sharing recipes. You can tell a real cook when they start talking about spices. That's what I've learned in my life. You know, if you just talk about throwing something together like I would, you're not a cook. But if you talk about this spice and that spice, and Haley always has, that's how I know she's a cook besides other things. She started a cooking class. It's called Cooking with Confidence. And she wasn't sure how many people would express interest. She's had several people express interest. She had a pre-class to let people know the equipment they'd need, et cetera. And she's already had one class. Haley, you have to remind me, is this happening once a month? Are you in the room? At what time? It's 7 p.m., first Friday of every month. Thank you, Haley. She just did that on her own. She realized there was a need. Yay, thank you. I love it when members do that. We have another chapter president from our Snohomish County chapter who is on uh, with us virtually, Marilee Richards. And she is hosting, and this is so exciting to me, but a low vision, you call it a low vision losing blindness support group. The first Saturday of every month at 11 a.m. on Zoom. And Danette is helping her with that Zoom link, et cetera. But... She's, yay, Marilee, let's give her a hand too. <laughs> this is another much needed arena that a member came forward and just started. I love it when members do that. So exciting. So that's really thriving. That chapter is thriving. And a lot of it is because of these new members who are losing their vision and need connection and support. So thank you so much for starting that. And she's opened that up to anyone within WCB and even non-members alike. I mean, you don't have to be a member to join and be a part of that group. It's huge. Thank you so much, Marilee and Haley. Yay, let's give them both a hand. Now some outreach ventures that aren't new, but that we did this year. One is called Week Without Driving. And at our August board meeting, Sherry Richardson made a motion that we sign on to this and get involved. And then Nathan Brandon seconded it. Uh, two outreach ventures that we did was the, you know, we, the driving that I just mentioned. We did the Puyallup Fair, and that was spearheaded by Carol Brame. Not easy to fill those shifts, but some new people did it this year. It's really fun at the fair, actually. We have brochures. We have information. We have candy for kids, Braille alphabets, et cetera. So that is our Washington State Fair that's in Puyallup, and we've done it for several years in a row. Very exciting. Another outreach event was White Cane Day, and the outreach committee started it, handed it over to Doreen Cornwell, who's from our Seattle chapter. And there's a whole report that was sent out to the list about how White Cane Day went. We were part of that. We were at the library to be part of the booth there so people could hear about WCB. Well, we have, and another thing I wanna talk about is our nomination and our candidate process for next year. Due to some suggestions, and sometimes I really WCB does forget 
that old timers might know all these people, mid timers, I call them, and new timers don't. So it's very important that we're going to publicize and have more of a presence of people who want to be a candidate and run for an office. We, the board, will be talking about how that process can best be done. So looking forward to that. We also, in February, are going to have a um, board retreat with our winter board meeting. We're going to have new members on the board and some new officers probably. And oftentimes the board is so dealing with specific business when we get together because things come up that we don't really get to spend time together, learn about each other, talk about our vision, talk about where we've been as a board, where we want to go as a board, what we want to do is the next year. So we're going to be doing that in person this year. I'm really excited about that. Let's give that a hand. Another thing, and then I'm, this is going to be my last part of my report. I think I've talked longer than my time as usual. Um, we're going to develop, and we have developed, a new focus on leadership. What we realized, we had an excellent leadership committee that provided virtually the last part, and many, many years we met in person. Some people thought we didn't develop leaders out of that. A couple of years ago, I went and looked at all of the people who attended our leadership since, I believe, 2001. Many of them have become leaders, so it was successful. Last year, as you know, when we had positions up, the only people that ran were the people brought forth by the nominating committee. No one ran from the floor. Part of that was lethargy due to COVID, I really do believe, and virtual isn't quite as exciting, but it made us realize we need to make sure there are people present, interested, willing to lead this organization. So we revamped the leadership committee. I called on Steve Fixtel, who has done leadership training in the past, and he, we decided we're going to do two tracks of it. One track is leadership training that Steve is spearheading, and the other track is going to be mentoring that I'm spearheading. The leadership training part of the committee track has been working. I had to stop the mentoring part. I, uh, I was on overload. So I will be starting picking that up again in January. But I have to laugh, you ACBers who are on, on there. Um, I actually sent this presentation suggestion to the board and the reason for it. And the board agreed to move ahead with the change in the leadership committee. And then after that, I saw ACB, they were realizing the same thing. Oh my gosh, we need to have a more intense development of our leadership. They've done it and they've moved forward faster. So we don't need to copy them, but we do have a prototype, which is really nice that we can look at. Just like with our young adult group, we have a prototype in ACB's next gen committee and we'll be talking to them too. So not that we are ACB, not that we do everything the same, but it's so nice to have people that have gone forward that we can talk to and learn from. That is my president's report, humbly submitted. Thank you. And next, I'd like to call up Nathan Brannon, nominating committee chair to give us our sl his slate, not our slate, his slate. I guess it's our slate. Nathan? Well, good morning, WCB and ACB and Zoom. But I guess that's what wives are for, right? Well, listen, before before I give the uh, the report, I want to take a moment of privilege, if I may, because I'm also the chair of the History Committee. And today, this afternoon, between 2 and 5, in the exhibit hall, we are going to have a little booth there for people to come and tell us their stories about being at convention, whether it's this convention last convention or the ACB convention. We want to hear your stories about the good times you've had, some of the unique things that happened. And what we're going to do with this is we're going to use it for advertising for WCB and also to maybe put in a podcast or for Newsline. So we want your stories. So please come by. Don't be shy. We'll be recording those. So I hope you come by. I'll move on with my report. And um, I want to really thank everybody who applied. It was a, it was a huge decision to make. Um, everyone that applied was good. Everyone had things to bring to the table. So I want to thank everyone for doing that. And just because you weren't picked doesn't mean you're not valued. Gosh, go ahead and run from the floor if you need to. It's all right. We, we, we want you. So with that in mind, our slate is... For second vice president, Sherry Richardson. For secretary, Danette Dixon. For second time board director, Frank Cuda. And first time board member, Beth Greenberg. And first time, David Edick. 
Thank you very much. I'd like to know now if there's anyone interested in running from the floor. You can announce yourself. You can, you know, just shout your name if you're interested. So we'll have you on the docket tomorrow. I mean, if you said your name today and then tomorrow you'll have someone nominate you from the floor. And of course, each person running needs to have at least two speakers. Some people might want three, but that doesn't give them as much time to talk in that three minute period. So anyone from the floor interested in running? J.R. Kennison has stated his name. Timothy Breitenfeld has stated his name. Anyone else? And just because you don't say it today doesn't mean you can't run tomorrow, by the way. This is just a chance to, so we can have a sense of who is on. Thank you, nominating committee, very much. That isn't an easy job. And this year, I'm so excited. Well, one thing I did want to say that we did different this year because of last year. That was in the part of the president's report I left upstairs. On September 26th, we did have a pre-meeting. Board members and officers got together and invited anyone interested in learning more about those positions to join us. We thought that might encourage people to put their names in as applicants. And I think it did because we had a pretty good turnout. So anyway, thank you very much. Okay. And then next, I'm going to call on Frank Huda, who's going to give us the report of the Constitution and Bylaws Committee. He is our committee chair. You're on, Frank. Greetings, WCB. Both here, live and I wouldn't say unlive. Uh, uh, I don't want to offend any of those people that might be voting for me later. <laughs> but we are reading the first, this is the first reading of the uh, proposed constitutional amendments. We have eight of them. It's the last 20 minutes. Also, I think it's interesting that it's something that's being discussed, and that is that with all the online content and, and all the networking that's available now, maybe we don't have to do a first reading anymore. You might want to think about that. But we're doing it this year. And um, this is, a, again, it's just a reading. We won't ask we will not answer any questions about content. However, if you have any procedural questions, feel free to ask them. Uh, we are ready. Ready, David? Let's go. Amendment 2022-1. WCB's crisis aid is one of our most important external programs and is currently underutilized. The proposed amendment changes the title of item B and will slightly relax the current eligibility requirement. The existing committee procedure remains unchanged. Existing language, bylaw 10, WCB crisis aid program. B, guidelines for providing crisis aid. Number one, up to $400 for food, medicine, or utilities such as power, phone, gas, and water. Number two, up to $400 for emergency medical expenses for a working guide dog. Number three, up to $1,000 for disaster relief, such as fire and flood. C, eligibility. All legally blind persons in the state of Washington qualify for crisis aid, including those who are not members of WCB. Applicants may be required to provide documentation of legal blindness. Persons who are not legally blind or who have received crisis aid in the previous five years are not eligible to apply. Proposed language. Bylaw 10 WCB Crisis Aid Program. B. Categories of crisis aid. No change to existing wording. C. Eligibility. All legally blind persons in the state of Washington qualify for crisis aid, including those who are not members of WCB. Applicants may be required to provide documentation of legal blindness. Qualified persons may be eligible to receive aid in any category once every two years. Amendment 2022-2. The proposed amendment updates wording regarding the process of calling for a board meeting and provides for restricted executive sessions of the board. No changes to any wording in existing sections one, three, and four, other than the renumbering of sections three and four. Existing language, Article 7, Board of Directors, Section 2, Meetings. The Board of Directors shall hold open board meetings no less than three times a year at the call of the president or by written call signed by any three of the board members. At least six members of the board of directors must be present at any meeting to constitute a quorum to transact business. 
the board of directors may be polled by telephone or by mail ballot on any question. Section three, authority. Section four, compensation. Proposed language. Article seven, board of directors. Section two, meetings. The board of directors shall hold open board meetings no less than three times a year at the call of the president or by an email request by any three of the board members. The secretary shall post notice of scheduled board meetings on the WCBL listserv no less than seven days in advance of each regular meeting. At least six members of the board of directors must be present at any meeting to constitute a quorum to transact business. Section three, executive sessions. In between regular board meetings or as part of such a regular meeting, the chair may convene the board in executive session to consider personnel matters, to discuss sensitive litigation or financial issues, or to discuss information of a nature that is confidential to the parties involved. Prior to the opening of an executive session, notice must be given to the membership of the general questions to be considered. When the board next comes back into open session, the first order of business shall be for the chair to report whether or not action was taken and describe in general such action. Section four, authority. Section five, compensation. Amendment 2022-3. The proposed amendment updates the definition of a quorum for business and special meetings, as well as the process for petitioning for a special meeting. There are no changes to section one. Existing language, article eight, meetings, section two, convention. This organization shall hold an annual convention in the fall, the time and place of which shall be fixed by the membership or if this is not possible by the board of directors. At least 20% of the voting members must be present to constitute a quorum to transact business at any convention. The convention is the legislature and supreme authority of this organization. As such, it has final authority with respect to all issues of policy, except where the constitution has delegated specific authority to a committee. Its decision shall be made after opportunity has been afforded for full and fair discussion. Voting or making motions by proxy is prohibited. Section three, special meetings. The president of the organization may call a special meeting of the membership at any time he, she, or a majority of the board of directors deems such action to be necessary, but at such special meetings, at least 20% of the membership must be present to constitute a quorum to transact business, and written notice must have been sent to the membership and affiliates at least 10 days prior to the date of the meeting. Upon written petition of 20% of the general membership to the president and board of directors, a special meeting must be convened within 30 days of the date specified on said written petition. Section four, virtual meetings. Whenever it is determined by the president or board of directors that circumstances justify not meeting at a physical location, any business meeting, special meeting, or board meeting may be held using conference call technology and such calls may include voting. Voting may be conducted via voice vote, raising of hands, postal mail, email, texting, or other electronic transmission methods. Proposed language, Articles 8, Meetings, Section 2, Convention. This organization shall hold an annual convention in the fall, the time and place of which shall be fixed by the membership, or if this is not possible, by the board of directors. A quorum, as defined in this article, must be present to transact business at any convention. The convention is the legislature and supreme authority of this organization. As such, it has the final authority with respect to all issues of policy, except where the Constitution has delegated specific authority to a committee. Its decision shall be made after opportunity has been afforded for full and fair discussion. Voting or making motions by proxy is prohibited. Section 3, Special Meetings. The president of the organization may call a special meeting of the membership at any time he, she, or a majority of the board of directors deems such action to be necessary. 
but at such special meetings, a quorum must be present to transact business, and written notice must have been sent to the membership and affiliates at least seven days prior to the date of the meeting. A special meeting must be convened, if it is requested, by no less than 25 voting members. Such requests must be sent to the WCB secretary either by postal service, texting, or email. This special meeting must be convened virtually by the president within 15 days of receipt of the 25th request. Section 4, Virtual Meetings. Whenever it is determined by the president or board of directors that circumstances justify not meeting at a physical location, any business meeting, special meeting, or board meeting may be held using conference call technology, and such calls may include voting, so long as a quorum is present. Voting may be conducted via voice vote, raising of hands, email, texting, or other electronic transmission methods. Section 5, Quorum. 15% of the membership must be present at any business or special meeting in order to conduct business. The number of voting members shall be determined 30 calendar days prior to the commencement of any such meeting. The existence of a quorum will be determined at the beginning of any business or special meeting and may be comprised of members who are present in person or virtually. Amendment 2022-4. The proposed amendment offers the opportunity for officers to serve up to three consecutive two-year terms if elected. Existing language, Article 6, Officers and Their Duties, Section 1, Officers. On odd-numbered years, there shall be elected a president, first vice president, and a treasurer, and on even-numbered years, there shall be elected a second vice president and secretary, each for two-year terms. No officer shall serve for more than two consecutive full terms in the same office. The president, first vice president, and second vice president must be legally blind. All candidates for officer positions must be Washington state residents at the time of election or live in a contiguous county. The terms of all officers shall begin on the first day of January following the convention at which they are elected. Proposed language, Article 6, Officers and Their Duties, Section 1, Officers. On odd-numbered years, there shall be elected a president, first vice president, and a treasurer, and on even-numbered years, there shall be elected a second vice president and secretary, each for two-year terms. No officer shall serve for more than three consecutive full terms in the same office. The president, first vice president, and second vice president must be legally blind. All candidates for officer positions must be Washington state residents at the time of election or live in a contiguous county. The terms of all officers shall begin on the first day of January following the convention at which they are elected. Amendment 2022-5. The proposed amendment offers the opportunity for board directors to serve up to three consecutive two-year terms if elected. Existing language, Article 7, Board of Directors. Section 1, Qualifications and Selection. The Board of Directors shall consist of five constitutional officers, the immediate past president, and six general directors. The immediate past president shall be automatically appointed to the board without seeking election unless he, she has sought and been elected to another officer position. Three of the general directors shall be elected for two-year terms at the convention during even-numbered years and three during odd-numbered years. No person shall serve as a general director for more than two consecutive full terms. A majority of the directors must be legally blind. The six directors shall be elected in the same manner as that prescribed for the election of officers. The terms of all directors shall begin on the first day of January following the convention at which they are elected. Proposed language. Article 7, Board of Directors. Section 1, Qualifications and Selection. The Board of Directors shall consist of five constitutional officers, the immediate past president, and six general directors. The immediate past president shall be automatically appointed to the board without seeking election unless he, she has sought and been elected to another officer position. Three of the general directors shall be elected for two-year terms at the convention. 
during even-numbered years and three during odd-numbered years. No person shall serve as a general director for more than three consecutive full terms. A majority of the directors must be legally blind. The six directors shall be elected in the same manner as that prescribed for the election of officers. The terms of all directors shall begin on the first day of January following the convention at which they are elected. Amendment 2022-6. The proposed amendment allows affiliates to have more opportunity for junior members to participate in the leadership of the affiliate. Existing language, Article 4, Affiliates, Section 3, Affiliate Compliance Parameters. No group shall be accepted as an affiliate and no group shall remain an affiliate unless at least a majority of its voting members are legally blind. The president, vice presidents, and at least a majority of the elected committee or board of directors of each affiliate must be legally blind. The affiliate must be registered as a Washington nonprofit corporation and maintain an active status. The president of this organization shall be an ex officio member of each affiliate. Proposed language, Article 4 Affiliates, Section 3, Affiliate Compliance Parameters. No group shall be accepted as an affiliate and no group shall remain an affiliate unless at least a majority of its voting members are legally blind. The president, vice presidents, and at least a majority of the elected committee or board of directors of each affiliate must be legally blind. An affiliate may provide in its constitution that junior members 16 and older may vote, serve on committees, and hold office in the affiliate except for the offices of president and vice president. The affiliate must be registered as a Washington nonprofit corporation and maintain an active status. The president of this organization shall be an ex officio member of each affiliate. Amendment 2022-7. This amendment formalizes the past practice of the WCB board in offering loans to members upon request to attend the state convention. Existing language, Bylaw 8, Member Incentives to Attend the WCB State Convention. E, Eligibility and Expectations. All recipients of the above sponsorships to the WCB State Convention must have been members for at least six months as of the opening day of the convention and must also be members in good standing. The six-month requirement may be waived for charter members of new WCB affiliates. Proposed language, Bylaw 8, Member Incentives to Attend the WCB State Convention, E, WCB Loans. Each year, the board may choose to offer loans which must be used for WCB convention-related expenses. At or before the third board meeting of the calendar year, the board shall set the maximum amount of each loan, the application deadline, and identify a point of contact. WCB members may request a loan by personally calling or emailing the point of contact with the desired amount. After eligibility has been confirmed by the president or his, her designee, a promissory note will be sent to the applicant. After recording a properly executed promissory note, the WCB treasurer will disperse the funds in accordance with Article 11. F eligibility and expectations. All recipients of the incentives detailed above must have been WCB members for at least six months as of the opening day of the convention and must also be members in good standing. The six-month requirement may be waived for charter members of new WCB affiliates. Amendment 2022-8. This amendment aligns the stated funds disbursement process with the current practice. Existing language, Bylaw 3, WCB stipends and loans to attend the ACB convention. A, travel stipends. Each year when provided for in the budget, WCB members in good standing may request a travel stipend from WCB to attend the ACB national convention. At or before its first board meeting of the calendar year, the board shall set the amount of this stipend, the application deadline, and identify a point of contact. 
Each applicant must personally either call or write the designated point of contact and request a stipend. After eligibility has been confirmed by the president or his, her designee, the WCB treasurer will write a check to each individual for the stipend amount within one month of the application deadline. B, WCB loans. Each year, WCB members in good standing may request a loan from WCB to attend the ACB National Convention. At or before its first board meeting of the calendar year, the board shall set the maximum amount of each loan, the application deadline, and identify a point of contact. All applicants must personally either call or email the point of contact to request a loan. After eligibility has been confirmed by the president or his or her designee, a promissory note will be sent to the applicant. Upon receipt of the signed promissory note, the WCB treasurer will write a check to the individual. Proposed language. Bylaw 3, WCB stipends and loans to attend the ACB convention. A, travel stipends. Each year, when provided for in the budget, WCB members in good standing may request a travel stipend from WCB to attend the ACB National Convention. At or before its first board meeting of the calendar year, the board shall set the amount of this stipend, the application deadline, and identify a point of contact. Each applicant must personally either call or write the designated point of contact and request a stipend. After eligibility has been confirmed by the president or his, her designee, the WCB treasurer will disperse the funds in accordance with Article 11. B, WCB loans. Each year, the board may choose to offer loans which must be used for ACB convention-related expenses. At or before the first board meeting of the calendar year, the board shall set the maximum amount of each loan the application deadline, and identify a point of contact. WCB members may request a loan by personally calling or emailing the point of contact with the desired amount. After eligibility has been confirmed by the president or his or her designee, a promissory note will be sent to the applicant. After recording a properly executed promissory note, the WCB treasurer will disperse the funds in accordance with Article 11. All right. Thank you very much, Lisa George. All right, so are there any procedural questions? We will be bringing these up to the floor for consideration on Saturday afternoon and see you then. I'd like to give that committee one more hand. I don't think we realize how hard they work. That's Frank Chair and Lisa George, Vice Chair and their committee. They work long and hard, so thank you guys. Also, I wanna talk about COVID real quickly. The board thought and had meetings and talked back and forth long and hard. Many of us went to the ACB convention and we, a lot of us got COVID there. We had 19 attendees and that's huge from Washington State, you guys, to ACB in Omaha. That was really exciting. Eight of those attendees came back with COVID, but at least they shared something in common, right? What we decided to do was to make masks optional and not mandatory for this convention. We said we would social distance as much as possible. Have sanitizers and masks in your goodie bags, thanks to, the, thanks to United Blind of Seattle and Clark County. So we protected you in that way. Also, there are some COVID tests available here at the convention. If anyone wants a test, Judy has some and Linda Wilder has some. So there is assistance for the tests and tests are available if anyone needs one. We'll just hope nobody has a need for one.